where I wasn't satisfied with the job. And I remember, and like you were talking about, you know, you, you went through workers being sad, worried, angry. I went through all those stages with this job. And I think that, you know, with those polls, those are what those people are at that particular time. But I know a lot of other people that are listening to this can relate with it as well. You kind of go through that emotional roller coaster of being a little bit happy. You try to get stay positive, and then sometimes you're sad and then you're angry because it's just not what you what you thought it should be. Welcome to the Patient Pod, where we aim to empower our listeners with the knowledge they need to achieve physical well-being and emotional balance by providing effective solutions to reduce stressful thoughts. We're here to create a space for you to come and learn innovative techniques and tools that can improve your overall mental and physical wellness. In this podcast, we plan to outline all the techniques we're currently using in our lives and the strategies we're currently studying at our office. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of The Patient Pod, episode number three, where we're going to dive into the top emotional stressors that we not only see in our office, but correlate that with the data that we found online. According to a Gallup in 2022, 50% of the U.S. population that works is feeling stressed at their job, 41% as being worried, 22% sad, and 18% angry. We've also found some interesting stats and correlated that to some pre and post COVID times. Pre COVID, it was more about location and proximity for job happiness. Well, what we're seeing with the data is that we found that even though the working population is working less hours and more convenient time at home, these numbers are proven that we're still unhappy in the workplace. This is the most important aspect that we see here in their office that is affecting emotional stress. That goes back to our previous episodes where we talk about the nervous system and that how and how that can affect your health over time. If it's not hours or work location, Dr. Bryant, what do you think's going on, man? So the thing is with stressors, and you know, we've talked about this a lot. Whatever, you know, the biggest stressors that are on all of our patients and, and even on us is things that we do all the time. So you're looking at work, you're looking at uh, problems at home, you know, whatever it is, the people around you or the things that you do are probably going to be the biggest stressors just because they they happen all the time. So uh, it reminds me a lot of, you know, when you talk about the the job, you know, not feeling happy at your job or, or worried or sad or whatever that is. I can really relate to that because I had a job not too long ago. And I remember while I was going through this job, there were certain points where I wasn't satisfied with the job. And I remember, and like you were talking about, you know, you, you went through workers being sad, worried, angry. I went through all those stages with this job. And I think that, you know, with those polls, those are what those people are at that particular time. But I know a lot of other people that are listening to this can relate with it as well. You kind of go through that emotional roller coaster of being a little bit happy. You try to get stay positive, And then sometimes you're sad and then you're angry because it's just not what you what you thought it should be. So I know with my experience and I was going through it, I remember real clearly at the beginning, I was I was making excuses 
for what was going on at the job and what was making me unhappy. At the beginning, it was a lot of, oh, well, maybe it's the boss, you know, because that's a that's a normal thing. Everybody, you know, gripes about their boss or, or whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's my coworkers. Oh, you know, maybe it's the coworkers that I don't like to work with, or maybe that's what's making it bad. And, and then I went on into the, well, maybe I the the work vacation balance isn't enough. Maybe I'm working, I feel like I'm working too much, not getting enough time off. So I went through all those different stages. And and it wasn't until I really, you know, I was kind of fed up with myself uh, being a real sad sack and, and, and not being who I know that I can be. And it wasn't until that point that I decided, you know, hey, it's time for me to sit down with myself and kind of have a little conversation with myself and go, what is really going on? Because this job that you're at hasn't changed any. The people there haven't changed any. It's the same thing. Why are you now unhappy? Whereas before you were feeling good about it. And it finally came to me. It wasn't about my boss. It wasn't about my coworkers. It wasn't about the time off or the time on. It was because I was unsatisfied with where I was at in life. I was not fulfilling my life the way that I thought that I should. I was doing less than what I thought that I should. So what that did was it just, it manifested in a lot of different emotions because I think the hardest thing for, you know, us to do as human beings is to actually maybe blame ourselves for something. A lot of times what we do is we, we push the blame off on somebody else and we're like, well, it, it ain't me. It's gotta be them. A lot of times it's us. It's us not fulfilling what we think that we should fulfill. And we're not meeting the standard that we have in our own brain. And deep down, subconsciously, that just builds up on, on you for a long time. So, you know, so towards the end of me working there, I started thinking, you know, how am I going to make this situation better for me? How am I going to, to get this to where it's, it's what I like in life, what I, it feels fulfilling? So at that time, I, I wish I could have just cut it off and gone, hey, I'm moving on, but it's not like that. And we're going to kind of outline uh, towards the end of the show different techniques that you can use in order to, you know, start doing the things that you want to do. But I'm going to outline one of them in the thing that I did at the beginning. So when I finally decided, you know, hey, I want to go do my own thing. I want to work somewhere else. I couldn't leave at that time. So I was stuck. So you have two choices. You can be still a sad sack and walk around and, and feel sorry for yourself or whatever that is or blame people, whatever it is that you want to do. Or you can use the time that you have. And at that time, you don't know how much time it is. It could be six months. It could be a year. You really don't know. So you got to have faith in yourself and you got to formulate a plan and go, hey, you know, this is this is where I want to go. Don't know where, when it's going to be. But at some point, we're going to get there. And we're going to utilize the time that we have until we get there. So I made a conscious decision to go, hey, let's quit moping around and let's get better during this duration before you move on to the next thing. And what that does is it allows you to crisp up who you are and what you want to be that way when you finally get there. You're able to make the most out of it as quickly as possible. Absolutely, man. And I think the plan aspect with, with what you shared with your story was the most important part to it in that transition. You know, and I can relate to um, a couple stories. So there's an experience I had uh, during college baseball, you know, and, and going back to those times, my freshman year, 
Um, had high expectations going into the season at playing at a pretty competitive club. And I remember towards the end of the year, uh, there was really no way I was going to be getting in the lineup. It just season was going downhill, just kind of clashed with the coach a little bit. My ritual was always to give my dad a call um, after batting practice. I always did that just to check in with him. It always just kind of calmed me down. And I remember towards the end of the season, he would always say, or he'd always ask me, did you win batting practice today? And I one day I was like, Dad, why do you keep asking me if I won batting practice? And he said, because you need to be prepared for your next move. And you never know what you're doing right now and how that could affect your future and where you go. And so the rest is history. Um, I did my best to, to, to make myself better, even though I wasn't exactly where I w wanted to be at that school. And uh, that transitioned to a, a pretty a good transition the next year later. And uh, that instilled, my father instilled that value in me to even though you're not where exactly you want to be, you find out what it takes to get to where you want to be and you you work on that. You work on yourself. And so <clears throat> my transition years later, as I uh, started my chiropractic career, you know, had a very similar experience to you, uh, Dr. Bryant. However, I was, it was more or less of me feeling stagnant. I, I wanted to explode. I wanted to grow. I wanted to, I had so much energy um, to be a chiropractor. And uh, I remembered that lesson that I learned, you know, 10 years before that about putting in my time, you know, winning batting practice and using that analogy to put all my ducks in a row, formulate a plan and, and really stick to that and focus on that plan. And, and to be honest with you, you, you project that energy and, and you put in the work and you, you go to make yourself better. Things are going to work out for you and it's not going to be you know, any type of overnight fix by any means. I think the number one thing we got to address, like you had mentioned, is is sitting down and just being real with ourselves, with, with where we want to go, what it's going to take to get there, and then just executing and that know that it is all in your control. Like we have control of, of where we want to go, with what we want to do. This is our life. This is our time. And, it, and it's just so important. We see it so much in the office and it you know, it, it hurts my heart in a way when I see patients and individuals extremely unhappy with their jobs and, and to know that that is a big stressor um, throughout their life that is affecting their health deep down. So, yeah. So just like you were saying, you know, it's it's not going to be an overnighter. And it's unfortunate because I wish that it was because it would be very nice if we decided we wanted to do something and then, bam, we got it. It probably wouldn't be as fulfilling. But you know, that would be awesome because we, we like our world nowadays where we get we get it right now. You know, if you want to look up something, you want to look up an answer, you want to order a pizza, boom, it's there and, you know, no seconds flat. So, but with the process, you know, going, taking those baby steps, like you said, it's not overnight. So you have to prepare your brain. Hey, it's not going to be probably within the next week. And like you were also saying, you don't really know when it's going to be. So some other tips that you can use besides, you know, utilizing that time, like we were saying, while you're utilizing that time, do some other things like talking to your loved ones, talk to your friends, talk to those people, ask them what they think about what you're doing. Ask them, you know, how, how they feel about you going in this direction. Now, you always got to be confident with what you want to do, but get some feedback from your loved ones. Also, Find somebody that's already doing what you want to do. It's massive. Because when you start down a journey of trying to figure out, 
you know, let's that's just, you know, if you want to if you want to open up a hot dog stand and you've never opened a hot dog stand up, would it be better to somebody who runs who who runs a pizza place to talk to or someone who's already got a hot dog stand going on? I think the hot hot dog stand guy. So if you can go talk to that guy, he's going to be like, well, you can't park here. You can't do this thing. This doesn't work. And he can give you those shortcuts to the next step. And also the biggest thing that people don't talk about is it's the confidence in that next step. I think so when a lot of people can give you great information, but if they're not already doing it, you're a little bit skeptical on whether that information is, you know, what it should be. You're like, yeah, do, do they know? You know, because I mean, as we know, a lot of people got a lot of opinions out there. So <laughs> you got to watch what, what you listen to and you got to filter it out. So the best thing that you can do is find someone that's already doing it. Find that guy that's already running that hot dog stand and listen to him. And he'll come tell you exactly what you what you need to do, and then you're going to have confidence. He said this is it; it should be it. And and you know nine times out of ten it is going to be that. Uh, and the last thing: be ready for some criticism. Be open to it. Be open to someone giving you little uh, feedback that can be positive. I feel like with our kind of our human nature, it's tough to to listen to someone who's saying. Hey, you know, this, if you do this, it might be a little better. We might, a lot of times we feel attacked. We feel like they don't believe in me. They don't think what I'm doing is, is good. I know what I'm doing. And then you just get angry and then you're just not learning anything. So be ready for some criticism, take criticism from loved ones and mentors and people that, you know, have your best interest, not people that don't have your best interest. Cause they don't really, they don't give a damn anyways, people who actually you know, have your best interests, listen to some criti criticism and grow from it because it's going to be so much more of a positive experience when you're willing to learn and grow from other people. Yeah. I, the biggest point you made there is, is like you said, find a mentor, finding a mentor is vitally important. Somebody, you know, and that you can trust. And if you can't find one, look for one and, and find the answers they're given and, and you'll feel You'll feel that energy from them. You'll feel your heart open up. You'll feel that warmth. You'll be like, yep, this is the right, the right fit. I see exactly what they're doing. I want to know everything about what they're doing. And I want to know from their morning routines to, uh, to what they're thinking. I want to know and, and study that because I feel even, you know, from teachers, coaches, parents, all, all of these aspects kind of mold you into a certain way and, and just kind of like a hybrid of of techniques and strategies to use because I know about you, Dr. Bryant, like playing baseball, you know, in those dugout days, that taught me how to deal with people. It, ha it taught me how to work with, with teammates and, and the different personalities and how to, to relate. And there was one concept, the same as just love and respect for everybody because mm -hmm. we all got that journey and whether, you know, you're on your couch right now, piddle putting around about what you want to do, or you're just kind of needing a little boost. I truly believe the number one thing we also have to do when we're looking to make a transition is to not only do our homework on what it takes, but really, you know, whether you have a bad boss, bad coworker, or you're just not happy where you're at, you got to take all those. That's all external noise. I mean, it really comes down to you. What we got to do is look at it as our body is, is, is our temple, our environment that we control. Nothing from around us can can bother that if we're if we're from within and we have that mission to serve 
uh, mission to be not only successful, but fulfilled. You know, I have a lot of patients that come in. A lot of the times it's that mid forties range male that they, their kids are starting to kind of transition into high school and getting off to college. And then they start realizing, man, I, I really am not doing what I want to do. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling like I'm, I mean, I'm providing for my family, but I'm just not, I don't feel the juice anymore with what I'm doing. And that, and I, you know, him and I have had some good conversations about, you know, waking up that, that, uh, that inner light that could make you steer you in the right direction. It, it all comes to accountability. And, and another thing too, is when a person's ready to go, they're going to go, you hit that threshold. You can talk about it all day long. And, and there's a lot of talking these days. And so it's easy to do that. It's easy to look at somebody successful on Instagram and go, you know, I'm going to be that. Well, you don't know their story or where they've been, or, you know, where they've been and how, it, you know, how long it took them to get there. You don't see that day-to-day -day grind. And what I've learned is you got to fall in love with that process, baby. You got to yeah. fall in love with the, the whole, you know, the anxiety, the stress. You got to let it absorb. You got to feel it and you got to learn from it and move on because we got, we got, uh, you know, 80 to 100 years really isn't that long uh it's it's we got one shot and so at any time if you can take that power take your power back from the boss that's causing you stress or that coworker that's driving you insane that's literally decreasing your immune system making you sick creating a whole host of other diseases down the road because your body can't tell the difference man take that power back get after it and and, and go do and live the life you want to live and it's it's not never going to be easy because the most successful people in the world, it was not an easy road. We all have a mountain. It's up to you to know what your mountain is and which avenue you got to take to climb that bad boy. Absolutely. And, and the up, most, man. absolutely. And the most common reason why people don't achieve what they want to achieve, their goals, whatever it is, is because they quit too early. Too many people quit too early. So we want to leave that with you. Don't quit too early because it's going to be with that process wherever you're going there's going to be highs there's going to be lows there's going to be right in between but just know that you're slowly working towards that and if you don't get any nice you know pats on the back for the first two months that's okay keep working where you want to go and just don't give up too early and that's a wrap on another episode of the patient pod we hope you enjoyed our exploration of all things health and wellness and that you've gained some valuable insights to help you lead a healthier and happier life. At The Patient Pod, our goal is to empower you with the knowledge and practical tips that you can incorporate into your daily routine. Remember, small changes can lead to significant improvements in your overall well-being. We would like to extend a big thank you to all our listeners for joining us on this health journey. Your health and support engagement mean the world to us, and we're thrilled to have you as a part of our community. Don't forget to subscribe to The Patient Pod so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. We have more fascinating interviews, expert guests, and health-based discussions on the horizon. As we sign off today, let's remember that health is a precious gift, and it's essential to prioritize self-care and well-being in our busy lives. Thank you once again for tuning in. Stay committed to your goals, and remember that every positive choice you make brings you one step closer to unlocking your full potential.